0: Welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I am your host, Derek Malenzak, and this is episode 65 of the podcast. And I am pretty excited to be back here, you guys, because I feel like I haven't really spent a lot of time with you recently, Um, having uh, such amazing guests on the last three weeks. Um just again want to thank uh, Patricia Deegan, Ellen Sachs, and Jack Spierko for coming on as well as Gabby Frost to, to start things off this semester. Um, I feel you know really blessed to have had these people come on and, and give me their time and, and talk about a wide variety of things related to college student success for people that might be doing well or you know might be struggling um, So I'm here today to talk about a, uh, a series of podcasts that I'm going to do over the next uh, eh, six, seven, eight weeks. I'm going to sprinkle in some some other stuff in, in between, uh, so it won't be straight through with this series. But uh, I'm going to be doing a series on rap planning for college. And if you're not sure what a rap plan is, uh, that's okay. Stay tuned. We'll get into all of that. Um, but before I do that... Um, Just want to say that we are now into week five of the semester here, at least at Rutgers, and I'm sure many other schools started around uh, Martin Luther King Day. And uh, if so, that's, you know, we're into week five, and that means it's about a third of the way through. Uh, Pretty amazing to me how fast the time flies. So, um, just wanted to you know, if you think about the semester being 15 weeks long, and if you sort of break it up into chunks, it's good, I think, nice and easy for it to break up into thirds. And this would be sort of a check-in point for you now. Think about how you're doing. Uh, How is school going? You know, um, for a lot of people, the first third of semester, there are uh, less grades in the beginning because you're you know slowly kind of warming up in the semester and a lot of times uh, instructors don't give uh, exams or or, or um, assignments that have a high uh, value to your overall final grade this early in the semester that's not always the case but it, it has been the case for me both in the class I'm taking as well as uh, the classes I'm teaching This can be a little bit of a drawback because at this point, you may not really have a good idea of how you're doing in the class. And it's I think it's helpful to kind of know your standing. Um, So if you're unsure, you know, think about it. You know, what have you struggled with in the class and in college so far? Um, Do you feel like you're just getting by and that as soon as things kind of step up in terms of becoming more difficult, you're going to start flailing? Or have you kind of felt in control of what's been uh, taught and learned the semester and you're sort of kind of ready for it to step up so you can uh, really get a good understanding of of where you fit in in terms of how you're going to do this semester. So I'm going to check in on my goal at the end here um, as sort of a third one third of the way through point to kind of see how things are going and I encourage you to do the same. so as I said earlier, I'm excited to kind of just have this time with you today to talk one-on-one, uh, don't have an interview scheduled, and, uh, you know, just kind of talk about some things that uh, relate to college student success for people that might be struggling with mental health issues. Um, we're going to do wrap plans today. So if you don't know what a wrap plan is, uh, I'm going to tell you about it. RAP stands for Wellness Recovery Action Plan, and they were developed uh, by a woman named Mary Ellen Copeland. And I actually uh, I've reached out to Ms. Copeland to see if she'd be interested in coming on the podcast. Um, stay tuned. Haven't heard back yet, but uh, I, uh, I enjoy being persistent. So I, I do hope uh, eventually perhaps maybe we'll get her on. Maybe not. It's OK. Um, but what is RAP? All right, let's get into that. I have a link in the show notes today from a website, mentalhealthrecovery.com, and they have a lot of different uh, information and resources on wellness and recovery action plans. So I'll give you a short description here. A RAP plan is a self designed prevention and wellness process that anyone can use to get well, stay well, and make their life the way they want it to be. It was developed in 1997 by a group of people who were searching for ways to overcome their own mental health issues and move on to fulfilling their life dreams and goals. It is now used extensively by people in all kinds of circumstances and by healthcare and mental health systems all over the world to address all kinds of physical, mental health, and life issues. RAP has been studied extensively in rigorous research projects and is listed in the National Registry of Evidence-Based Programs and Practices. So that's, that last little piece is sort of important to me. Um, a lot of what we talk about in my, in my department with students that are um, going through our degree, the Psychiatric Rehabilitation Program, whether it be in the Associates, the Bachelors, the Masters, on up. There's a huge focus on what we call evidence-based practices. Things that have been shown by rigorous research to sh- demonstrate positive outcomes. Good things happen when we do this, this intervention, whatever it is. In this case, when we create a wrap plan. And I always try and sort of steer people if they are, um, you know, wondering what kind of thing to undertake that might help their mental health to make sure that it does have a bit of evidence behind it. Um, we have come far enough in, I think, psychiatry, psychology, mental health, um, treatment and research and rehabilitation that we, we've gotten some good research studies done over the decades that we have uh, been studying these different practices. And information has emerged that shows certain interventions, certain things that help people are more effective and produce better outcomes than others. So I'm very happy that the thing that we're talking about today has enough research behind it that it's actually listed as an official uh, evidence-based practice. So one thing to say about RAP before we begin, uh, I've done a number of RAP plans with people in my community mental health uh, days when I worked before uh, joining Rutgers. The first thing I I want to say is that it's mainly for somebody to consider doing when they're feeling well. This is not the kind of thing you do when you're really struggling at this point in time. Um, The idea is you do it when you're well, when you have sort of a really good sense of your mental health um, and have done the things that you need to do that make you feel good. and when you're struggling, it's hard to complete these things because I think you sort of have a narrow range of feelings when you're sort of feeling the symptoms of your mental illness, and it's probably a bit harder to complete this with an open mind. So that's sort of the, one of the rules we, we would work with with people is somebody that's really struggling right now and going through crisis or you know having a very hard time may not be the best time for you to start working on this. Um, if you're really insistent on it, certainly I, I wouldn't stop you from trying. But it, it is something that's better done when you're feeling well. And um, for some people, they may not think, you know, they'll ever feel, quote unquote, well enough to be in a position to complete this. And in which case, maybe you just want to jump right in and, uh, and do it. Um, but I did want to kind of give that caveat that um, it's not something that you work on when you're, when you're having a really hard time. Um, because it's going to be the thing you fall back on when you are experiencing those hard times. And it's like you can look at it with the face of, oh, I, was, I came up with these things when I was in a really good spot. So I know that they probably are pretty accurate. So what does WRAP do? Uh, so WRAP will help you uh, discover your own simple, safe wellness tools, develop a list of things to do every day and stay as well as possible, identify upsetting events, warning signs, and signs that things have gotten worse for you. and using your wellness tools develop action plans for responding to these times. Guide you through the process of developing a crisis plan or advanced directive, and introduce you to post-crisis planning. So you can see it's got a lot of parts to it. and uh, we're going to only tackle the first part today, and that's why it's going to be a you know five or six part series over the course of the semester. So my plan right now is to talk about RAP plans for the next uh, two to three weeks. So this week and then the two weeks that follow. And then we'll take a little break and maybe do, you know, mix it up with some interviews or something and then return to the last two or three parts a little bit later in the semester. Um, So the first part we're going to talk about today is a wellness toolbox And if you've heard that term before, you may remember it from a podcast I did. Um, Back in episode 20, I talked about the wellness toolbox, and I put my own spin on it and decided to call it a wellness arsenal. I always thought the term wellness toolbox was kind of (laughs) cheesy, sorry to say. Um, And I thought of it to kind of take a more proactive, uh, head-on approach. attitude I thought it's sort of an arsenal you know when you have these symptoms of depression or anxiety creep up on you um you might think ah I I really want to battle this and and that's kind of the attitude I have is like I'm not I'm gonna fight and I'm going to need a weapon to fight so I'm going to reach into my arsenal Maybe people out there think that that's a little extreme. Uh, I understand. In which case, think about it: it's like when I'm having a problem, when there's something I need to fix, like my mental health. Um, sometimes I could do it on my own, but I also might need tools. I might need tools of the trade, and that's what we're going to talk today about: wellness tools that you can put in your toolbox. That when you're feeling a particular way, you can whip this thing out and be like, "This is going to help me." Right. So before we get into those, I just want to talk a little bit more about RAP in general. Um, Wellness and Recovery Action Plan. Uh, You can find uh, different formats of this online if you you Google Wellness Recovery Action Plan. uh, You can probably find different templates of how to complete this. Um, If you did an image search, you'd probably come up with different, you know, PDFs of forms and whatnot. Um, they are also available to purchase as well. Um, the plan that I'm going to be using is specific for school. And I reached out to my old supervisor, Thank you, Michelle Mullen, who is actually a previous uh, interviewer uh, interviewee on the College Student Success podcast. And so she has done a lot of work in what we call supported education and, that's a way of professionals assisting college students that might have a mental health diagnosis, supporting them in school, whether it be choosing school, figuring out like how to get in, um, enrolling, registration, and then upkeep during school. You know, a supported education counselor would help with things like, you know, um, developing a study plan or, you know, figuring out how to talk to your professor if you need extra assistance or accommodations or registration with the disability office at your school and then they can also help you if things get really um, tough and you need to either withdraw or take it incomplete or negotiate with your professor for an extension Um, so they help with the whole continuum right we call it the choose get keep leave so choosing school getting into school keeping yourself in school and then potentially leaving school that might be for a relapse or because things are going tough or because you succeeded and now it's time to transition into the next phase of your life so there's all sorts of specific rap plans out there you know um, rap for this rap for that uh, rap for work Um, this one is rap for school and specifically for college Um, The title of it is the LEARN Academic Planning Tool. Um, LEARN is an acronym, uh, and it relates to the supported education program that Michelle worked with uh, when developing this. So this was originally, again, RAP was sort of founded by Mary Ellen Copeland, and this RAP plan that I am going to link to in today's show notes was adapted from her work um, to specifically fit the needs of college students with mental health issues. So there is a link, you can click on that link, it will bring you to a PDF. And I encourage you to print that PDF out, yes, kill a few trees, it's a little long, I think it's like 14 pages, which is why I'm not going to tackle all of this today. Uh, We're only going to tackle really page three, uh, which is wellness tools that are going to go in your toolbox or your arsenal or whatnot. So that is going to be one of your home exercises for today is to kind of print up the wrap plan if you want to sort of play along at home. Uh, I'm going to be completing a wrap plan as well since I am a college student also. And I've never actually completed my own wrap plan. And thinking back, that's sort of something I probably should have done a long time ago. I think it's important if you're going to be teaching somebody how to do something that you actually really know how to do it well um, by yourself so shame on me for never having done a rap plan before and uh, going about teaching a number of uh, more just people in recovery doing general rap plans on how to keep their lives uh, healthy and safe and uh, plan for things uh, when they go wrong I like rap because I'm a planner. (laughs) I like to be prepared for things. I don't like to rush at the last minute or feel unprepared. So it really jives with sort of my personal philosophy on, you know, having the best sort of mental health that I can and, and taking a proactive stance and that's really what this is, right? You're not being reactive when you when you complete a rap plan you're anticipating that, yes, recovery is not linear, that there are going to be times when I struggle, and I'm going to need certain extra assistance during those times. And if I think about them ahead of time, I can be prepared so that when things do happen that I'm not looking forward to or sort of unexpected, that I don't have to go and then start to plan and react, that I've already kind of come up with something, and it's just a matter of sort of putting it into practice. All right, so if we look here at page three of the uh, wrap plan, um, you see it says wellness tools. These are the things that you do to keep yourself well and the things you do to help yourself feel better when you don't feel well. You may have discovered them yourself or learned about them from others. Most of them are simple, safe and free. You will use these tools to develop your wellness plan, which we will focus on next week. Uh, The following is a list of wellness activities that I can use to keep myself well while going to school, and then there's a place for uh, 10 to 12 different tools that you can list. And They give some examples there. I need to meditate each morning. I need eight hours of sleep every night. I need to listen to music when I'm feeling down. And so those are some examples of different tools and, you know, they're very simple, right? I'm not looking for super complicated types of interventions. Why? Because when things aren't going well, complicated things usually are not what you're looking for, right? You're looking for simple, effective things to help you feel better. So that's really, you know, you should be coming sort of from an area of simplicity when considering what types of um tools really help you and that you want to put in your toolbox i want to read a little bit more from the mental health recovery website about developing a wellness toolbox so here's what they have to say about it first step in developing your own wellness and recovery action plan is to develop a wellness toolbox this is listing of things that you've done in the past or could do to help yourself stay well and things you could do to help yourself feel better when you're not doing well. You'll use these tools to develop your own wrap. Um, so you could put this uh, this recovery action plan in a binder uh, if you wanted to. And then if you needed extra pages, you could just use some loose leaf. Uh, if you have a lot of tools that you use and that have that you've learned over the years, don't feel restricted to only list you know ten or twelve because there's only ten or twelve lines. Um, so, you know, try and keep this document uh, in a safe place and put it in a place where you're going to remember where it is. Um, it should sort of be thought of as a living document, meaning it's always changing or you're always adding to it and whatnot. Uh, as you learn new tools, you might want to add them into your toolbox, right? So once you're finished with this or, or once we get through completing as much as we get through this semester on the podcast don't feel like oh you can never revise it or you you never want to touch it again Um, keep it in a safe place I'd also recommend making a copy of it when you're done and giving it to somebody that you have you know a really strong relationship with whether it be a family member or a friend or a mental health professional that you see because sometimes you know when things aren't going well Uh, You might feel disorganized. You might feel um, a lack of interest in doing things. And it's like if you want to find your rap plan and it's lost, you're, you're probably less likely to go through a lot of effort to retrieve it than if you maybe had no idea where it was, but you knew like your sister had a copy, in which case you could reach out to her and say, hey, you know, can you can you find your copy of this for me because I can't find my own and it's too much effort right now to go looking for it. So that's another suggestion I'd have is to when you're finished with this, make a copy of it and give it to somebody that you trust. All right. So the Mental Health Recovery website has a list of tools that are commonly used to stay well and relieve symptoms. A lot of times if people are struggling to be like, I don't even know what a tool in my wellness toolbox looks like. Uh, This might be a good way to get your brain thinking about what we are looking for when we think about wellness tools. Uh, So I'll give a few uh, examples here that are listed on the website, and I am linking to this list in the show notes for today if you want to take a look at the list yourself. Not going to go through all of them, but just to give you an idea of the wide variety of tools that are at your disposal, right? Talking to a friend, you know, very simple, but one of those things that many, many people find critical, you know. Um, knowing which friends are the good friends to talk to and for what, you know, can be even more helpful. Certain friends might be more helpful for school problems. Whereas other friends might be more helpful for relationship problems and yet other friends might be more well suited to help you through family problems. Um, So if you have more than one friend that you kind of lean on, think about sort of what they tend to help you with and and what they might have experience in and, uh, you know, keep that in mind um also along with friends you know your healthcare professionals right knowing who is out there that you can reach out to to say hey you know i'm going through a hard time can i make an appointment to see you whether that be a counselor or a therapist or um a medical doctor you know psychiatrist whatnot um exercises uh so this can be mental exercises you know um repeating affirmations for example an affirmation is sort of a statement about yourself that relates to something positive like I am a kind and caring person and sometimes when we struggle with self-esteem issues we might lose sight of these things and sort of having a list of affirmations that you wrote down when you were feeling well that you truly believed uh, it might be helpful to reread those things during a time when you may be uh, struggling with your confidence or maybe down on yourself. A couple of other ones here, relaxation, stress reduction exercises, uh, things like guided imagery, uh, diet considerations is another one. So knowing the foods that make you feel well, as well as the foods that you may want to avoid. Uh, so that's another thing I think of when I was uh, working on this myself: is you want to list the things that will go in your toolbox, that are say, "Hey, I'm having this problem, and reach out, uh, reach in, and pull out this tool." But it might also be helpful to list some of the things that you're going to avoid as well. So I think that's why it's listed as diet considerations. You know, the things that are going to help you. Um, I've talked about my, uh, my smoothie habit, and that might be something that I would list on my uh, list of wellness tools, is having a smoothie every day in the morning really helps me feel healthy and sort of um, gives me a nutritious start to my day. I'm actually going to add that one because I didn't have it there. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the help there. <laughs> um, rest. We talked about uh, sleep. Sleep. As, um, a wellness tool it was listed uh, on the learn academic wellness plan as an example people in order to feel well may need a certain number of hours of sleep per night uh, so what about some other ones right I'm gonna keep going <laughs> taking time off from homework responsibilities home or work responsibilities sorry so there may be things that you have that you are able to, when things are going well, manage right alongside your school responsibilities, right? You may have a part time job. Um, you may have responsibilities at home related to your family and obligations for them. Uh, these are things that, you know, probably help you in certain areas right either financially or uh, with emotional support or just like feeling part of a group we talk a lot about valued social roles in psychiatric rehabilitation and this idea that people that have a mental illness and aren't engaged in anything you know don't have a job don't go to school Um, You might think like, oh, you know, they've had a lot of uh, stress taken off of them because, you know, school is stressful, right? Nobody's going to probably uh, challenge me on that. Being an employee can be stressful, right? Work responsibilities can get overwhelming, right? But there's a body of evidence to suggest also that we've talked about, you know, in these uh, recent interviews with Ellen and with Pat to say that, not working or not going to school is actually a great deal stressful as well um because lacking those social roles that are sort of valued by society um can be a pretty shitty feeling right not really feeling like you have any identity uh so if there are things that you take on responsibilities at home or at work uh when things are going well, it's easy to manage them, they make you feel better, they give you sort of a mix of responsibilities instead of just focusing on being a student. These are good things to have in your lives, these are good roles to sort of be proud of out there. Um, but there may be times when the stress of school, of college gets to be overwhelming and you might need to abdicate some of these responsibilities temporarily you know um, sorry i'm not able to uh to work this week i got to work on myself you know um or talking to your family and asking you know is there somebody that can sort of pick up the slack for me this week hobbies are another one of the things that i listed that are really important when it comes to feeling well you know People that enjoy painting, singing, dancing, cooking, whatever—these um, are things that, when you're not feeling well, you can sort of fall back on. That are important, you know. Again, they relate to different social roles in your lives. If you are, uh, you know, a painter, you might go to, you might belong to a club at college. Or you may just have a couple of friends that you do painting with or you may go to a studio where you know some folks Um, these are just as important as the things that you might automatically think of when you think of mental health recovery and you know talking to your doctor and taking your medication Um, these are no less important than those things in my view so let's look at some other ones attending a support group talking to your counselor, um, getting a medication check or a second opinion on things. You know, if you've been doing the same thing for a while and you're starting to feel like it's not having the same effect, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, going and talking to your doctor about your medication regimen and, you know, any kind of tweaks that could be made. Um The caveat with that is you do have to give medication changes uh, often a good deal of time to take hold. And sometimes that can be hard for people, I know, that are struggling in the moment. Um, Calling a warm line or a hotline, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are positive, affirming, and loving. Wearing something that makes you feel good. You know, that's something so small, you know, that people may not even think about. It's like, I'm going to put on my favorite outfit. Because when I wear this outfit, it makes me feel good about myself. You know, these are little things, but, you know, that's sometimes all you need when things are are not going well for you. It's just that little extra boost to be like, ah, this kind of, you know, put my mind at ease a little bit. I think I can get back onto that, back onto that horse, so to speak. Uh, Taking a warm bath, um, doing something special for someone else, something that makes you know, you laugh or people around you laugh. Um, So I hope I've given you sort of a good number of things that are suggestions of things that might go into somebody's wellness toolbox or wellness arsenal, (laughs) whatever the case may be. Uh, So what do you guys think about these things, right? Uh, I'd like to hear from you guys, what your wellness tools are, you know, Um, so reach out to me if you kind of feel like sharing because These are going to be, you know, everyone's going to have different tools that work for them. Some people's tools you're going to look at and be like, there's no way that would help me. That would actually cause me more stress. And there's others that you're going to look at their tools, you're going to hear, you know, some of the suggestions they make and say, ah, shit, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Right. Um, So that's a, a pretty cool part of this is that, you know, when you're working with other people and we're sort of doing this together, right. Um, I want people to feel able to share with other people. Uh, So, you know, if you feel like sharing some that I did not list there, um, you know, send it to me, tweet it to me, send me an email, I would love to hear the tools that you're putting in your wellness toolboxes. So on that note, I feel like I should share mine um, in order to sort of get the ball rolling. So here is my list. So I just added that one that I talked about earlier, but here are the other ones I have. Uh, taking my dog for a walk every morning. Uh, this is something that I mentioned before, but really starts my day off right. I gets me. I usually end up getting up at the right time when I do this uh, activity, because she, in no certain terms, lets me know that it's time to get up and walk. And uh, just spending that time together with her in the morning, um, getting my heart rate up first thing in the morning kind of just sets me on a good path for the rest of the day. Uh, And sometimes when I'm feeling stressed in the middle of the day, uh, I might say, you know what, it's just time for a walk and I'll take her out in the middle of the day. So sometimes I'll do it more than once, but definitely having that at least one time a day, and my walk's about 20 to 25 minutes long, you know, not super long. Um, but just enough to get me out, you know, get me active, even if it's kind of shitty weather out there. I usually still go anyway, um, because I know how much it helps me. So that's my one of my first things I do, uh, journaling. You've heard me talk about this one too. Uh, journaling when I feel emotional. So not necessarily just when I feel bad. Um, but when I'm feeling really excited too, I really like to journal because I... I want to go back to that feeling later. I, I want to remember what it feels like, for good or for bad, to be like, this is a time when things were going really well, and these were the things going through my, my mind at the time. And this was a time when I was really struggling, when I was so upset. And the only thing that really helped was just getting it out onto paper. Uh, I've been doing this now about a year and a half, and I, I definitely don't journal every day. Uh, I sometimes go weeks without journaling. Um, Just because nothing super emotional, you know, comes into my life. Or sometimes I'm just lazy and I just uh, I don't do it when I I probably should be. So journaling when I feel emotional, talking with my wife. uh, So she is somebody that I feel safe around that I can, you know, say things that I may not necessarily mean um, because I'm really emotional and know that she's not going to, to judge me for them. And it's just a a very supportive person in my life that will accept me, you know, no matter how I'm feeling and will always do whatever she can to help me feel better. And I hope everybody has a person like that. You might not be married, but you have, you know, a friend that would, you know, walk through the fire for you Um, so or a family member like that. So having my wife is just such a critical support in my life. Uh, where if I'm feeling really upset, I could talk about it and I always feel better, even if she doesn't have the answer for me. Um, She has two ears and listens and accepts what I have to say and doesn't judge me for it. So hopefully you have that sounding board in your lives. Playing with my son. I mentioned my son, he's, he's four and he's really a lot of fun. And, um, you know, sometimes having a child can be stressful and kids can be annoying at times, sorry to say. Um, But there are other times when I sort of lose sight of what's important and I get so bogged down in, you know, oh, I'm so stressed about work or school and I don't know when this is ever going to end and oh, why am I even doing this? And then I, I stop and I look at him. And he's just, you know, playing with his toys and doesn't have a care in the world. And I think to myself, like, you know, all of these things that I was just worrying about really aren't that fucking important. And I sit down and I lose myself in playing Legos with him or video games. And it brings me back to a center of feeling like what is important to me and realizing that yeah all this stressful shit that goes on in in your life whether it be um, work getting to be too much or school assignments overwhelming me um, all that's important right but there are other things that are important too that don't relate to responsibilities necessarily and are just like you know what sometimes it's just good to lose yourself In your imagination with a child and uh, go back to what it was like to not have the responsibilities that you have as an adult and children are a gift in that way in in helping you helping remind you of that so if you don't have a child um, I wouldn't necessarily advocate going out and having one just for this uh, opportunity to uh, sort of put them in your toolbox but you may have access to a child right you might have uh, family members that have little kids um, or friends or you know wherever you may have access to them it's certainly fun to just put all of your um, your cares aside and just you know play toys once in a while um losing myself in fantasy baseball (laughs) so sometimes i you know had a long week and really stressed out and i'm looking to unwind and that's what I do right Um, used to be with some uh, with some booze but that is a thing of the past for me you know and uh, I could still sit down and just you know glance at the front page of the the websites that I like that talk about different things related to you know one of my hobbies which is playing uh, fantasy sports and you know these are the things that make our lives worthwhile right. Um, so it's good sometimes if, if things get to be too overwhelming to kind of take us back to the things that we just are really passionate about or just, you know, just that we like and maybe aren't going to lead us to great things in life. Like fantasy baseball is not going to be a, uh, a job that I'm ever going to do or something that I ever, you know, earn a career from doing, but it's just something I like to do. And Having those couple of things that you can just kind of lose yourself in for an hour at a time and be like, ah, that was fun. Now I'm going to come back to the things that I, I need to do now. It's all about balance, right? Having those things, but not letting them take over your life. You know, video games. Video games are fine to play. Um, we talk about my, my son and I are talking a lot about, you know, everything in moderation because he really likes video games at the moment. And say, you know, anything that you do too much of can't usually be a good thing. So, um, you know, everything in its place and sort of having this idea of, okay, I've, I've worked on my schoolwork enough and it's okay to sit and enjoy my myself for a little while. Um, listening to an inspiring podcast. Um, hopefully that might be this podcast for you guys. Um, maybe not. That's okay. Um, people listen for different reasons right I listen sometimes to podcasts just for information sometimes I listen for entertainment to be entertained sometimes I'm looking for inspiration you know sometimes I feel like I've been you know slacking off or I'm lazy about you know whatever it is I'm doing and I might you know tune in to you know for instance the guy I was uh, interviewed last week Jack And listen to one of his podcasts and uh, I find him to be inspiring Um, so I might just put my headphones on and take my dog out and and listen to something that maybe I haven't listened to in a while or uh, something that really relates to how I'm feeling and it sort of can recenter me Uh, so I have that and then I have set aside time on weekend mornings to focus on school so this is something that I, I tend to do You know, when school is in session, more so than when I'm on my breaks, Um, I don't always get to do all of my school activities during the week. And I I really like to have my weekends open, you know, to spend time with family and sort of achieve that work-life balance, adding school into that. But practically speaking, in a PhD program, I, I often have responsibilities that extend past the week. The end of the week and into the weekend so at times in the past i would sort of procrastinate on those things and they'd sort of you know not really happen over the weekend and then i wake up on monday and feel even more stressed out because you know i wasted in my mind i wasted the weekend by not focusing on anything on school so what i found you know i sat down with my wife and my son you know at the beginning of the semester and said hey listen i'm gonna need some time on the weekends I really wish I didn't need it I wish I could devote my whole weekend to spending with you guys but in order for me to be well keep up uh, with my responsibilities related to school I need you know an hour or two hours on Saturday morning Um, and once I get those hours in it's it's just such a relief because it really does feel like like okay I did what I needed to do and now I'm allowed to enjoy the rest of my weekend Um, but if I don't block off those times, it's sometimes hard, you know, to make that time up. Uh, I know that I'm much more focused in the morning, so I know it's not really usually practical for me to be like, oh, I'll just slack off in the morning and I'll, I'll set aside those times at, you know, from four to six this evening because, uh, my brain just doesn't work as well during those hours. So that's an important thing to to know about yourself, you know, your natural energy cycles, when you're going to be most prepared to tackle difficult assignments that require a good deal of thinking and preparation. So know yourself, know those cycles and, and, uh, you know, create your your study schedule or, or your most important tasks related to your times when you feel most productive. And then the last thing I had is like, kind of like what I said, one of those things not to do is I avoid social media. Um, So, social media is a double edged sword for me. Um, I enjoy the aspects of, you know, seeing what's going on with my friends and family, um, but social media has this other side of it, especially in recent months where i just don't really enjoy you know especially you know things of a more political nature it's not why i personally use social media so i find that when i am stressed out it doesn't really help me to go on social media and just like that's not a place where i can just lose myself and you know feel better an hour later i usually feel more stressed out and angry (laughs) after reading um you know different things related to uh you know what my friends post. Um, so I've learned you know that it's fun to do a little bit at a time but it's not a place where I'm going to go in order to seek um, enjoyment and relaxation. It's sort of I find social media a bit utilitarian these days and that I, I have a need for it um, and there's certainly things that I love seeing related to updates with my friends and whatnot that if I didn't have it, I would not. Uh, I wouldn't be up to date. But it's got sort of a. It's got sort of its dark side, and that dark side really, really can exa- exacerbate my stress at times, and, and kind of get me, kind of even more of a funk. So, the things that keep me well, as I said, walking my dog, journaling, talking to my wife, playing with my son losing myself in my hobbies, listening to an inspiring podcast, setting aside time on the weekends to focus on really critical things for school, and avoiding social media. Those are my wellness tools. As I said earlier, I would love to hear the tools that you guys are using in your lives that may be different, things that I didn't address, that you think, you know, other students I bet would would benefit from this as well. All right, so I bet you can imagine what your home exercise is for this week. Um, as I had mentioned earlier, I suggest printing this out. Um, I, since it's a PDF, it's not something that you're able to type into directly. It's not one of those interactive PDFs. I apologize. So it's probably easiest to print it out and put it in a binder or staple it or put it in a, in a folder and label it clearly, You know, wrap plan. And see if you can work on this first um, this first step by listing as many wellness tools that can go in your wellness toolbox as possible. So create a list of wellness activities that you can put in your arsenal or your toolbox. To keep yourself well, specifically while you're while you're here in college. Alright. Um, that's really all I have for today. Um, I did want to check in on our goals real quick, uh, since again, we are in week five. And this is sort of I like to check up at the fifth week point and then again at the 10th week point. So I'll do this again uh, in another five weeks. But my goal, if you guys uh, hadn't been listening or, or I hadn't talked about it much in the last few weeks because of the, uh, the interviews that I've had, is to take on uh, sort of more physical health uh, put that more into focus, um, as well as social, uh, wellness. I'm interested in improving too. So I, um, I did make some steps with that this past week. You know, I really, um, I did a lot of physical activity in the last week. Uh, and I'm feeling good about that. I actually, uh, I got on the scale and was like pretty blown away. I guess it, it, it did translate into uh, losing weight, which I wasn't really—I'm not really trying to do—but uh, it just sort of happened. But um, we had a big snowstorm here, so I spent a lot of time shoveling, and that is a—that's a great workout. I—I <laughs> um, I ran. Uh, I don't—I I hadn't done much running uh, over the past couple of years, but in the last week, I've gone on a couple of runs. Um, I found somebody to play racquetball with. I was talking about that last week. I sort of put myself out there, um, and ended up finding a friend of mine that, uh, happened to be part of a gym nearby. And he was like, Oh, sometimes I just, you know, sort of hit the, hit the ball, you know, in the racquetball court myself, because I don't want to have anyone to play with, but it's, uh, you know, it beats, running on the treadmill sometimes and i was like dude let's fucking play so we are setting up a time to play racquetball together over this next week and uh it's a really good friend that i i hadn't spent as much time with in the last couple of years and i'm really excited to be uh spending time with again so that one's sort of you know crosses that barrier of like not only is it like helpful for me from a physical wellness standpoint but also sort of building up um, that social wellness as well and in, in, you know um, being um, being more of a friend and um, reaching out to friends and, and spending more time with them interacting with them uh, those things are all things that I really wanted to kind of do more of um, and so far so good and uh, I hope you guys are having similar making similar progress with your goals Uh, not everything going well not everything going perfectly that I would like it to but overall I'd have to say things are going you know pretty well with that goal so far so hopefully in the next week I can report that I actually did play racquetball um, and hopefully you guys can report to me some of the things that you're doing in terms of achieving your goals so uh so that is it for today i hope you got some value out of this and i hope that you are able to develop your own wellness toolbox so work on that over the next week let me know how it's going if i could be of any other assistance download or print up that wrap plan start working on it yourself if you think that somebody else might benefit from this uh, certainly feel free to either share the document or Uh, share this podcast would be an awesome way to do it as well all right guys take care have a great week enjoy your upcoming weekend um, and have a great one guys